welcome to Accent of Women, a show by and about women from diverse cultures and languages right across the world. I'm Giselle Hanna. As we enter the 10th week of bombardment in Gaza and over 17,000 people have been killed, it becomes clearer and clearer that these atrocities have very little to do with avenging the 240 hostages taken and the 1,500 people killed in Israel. And it always was about pushing the Palestinians out of the tiny Gaza Strip and occupying it. Hamas is only active in Gaza, but the killings and repression are unabated in the West Bank. The olive harvest has started in the West Bank, but due to an escalation of threats and violence against Palestinian farmers, an estimated 80% of olive groves are being left untouched this season. In addition, at least 16 Palestinian villages, mostly around the Hebron Hills, have had to evacuate because of attacks from Israeli settlers. The Minister for National Security, Itamir Ben-Gavir, who is also a leader of the settler movement, has encouraged attacks on Palestinian farmers, accusing them of spying on Israeli settlements and calling all Palestinians the fifth column. Ben-Gavir has also encouraged the army to arm the settlers, creating regional militias, and so far, around 8,000 military weapons have been distributed among settlers. The line has become blurred between Israeli military and armed settlers, with many settlers posing as members of security organisations to detain and assault Palestinians. Settlers have also distributed leaflets on Palestinian vehicles, warning them to evacuate to Jordan or be murdered. So today, we return to our coverage of the movement in support and solidarity with the Palestinians. Millions upon millions of people worldwide are protesting, are resisting, are saying not in our name to the genocide unfolding in Palestine. On today's program, Accent of Women brings you speeches from the Sydney rally held on Sunday the 3rd of December. First up, Reem Burrows. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Reem Burrows. I was born Reem Turki. And I was born in Haifa and I'm a very proud Palestinian. I do also call myself a very proud Australian as well. First, I think it's really important that we acknowledge all those leaders and journalists who stand in support of humanity. Now, I think it is, I'll repeat that, I think it's really important that we acknowledge those journalists and those politicians who, dan- who do stand on the side of humanity. who are scared, for all the rest who are blind, and for all the rest who are not standing up for what's right, we are going to carry a very strong message and will continue to carry this message till freedom and peace with justice on equal terms will prevail for all Palestinians from the river to the sea. My family has always been from the Galilee region in northern Palestine. 
That was Jesus' hometown, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And we are descendants of the first Christians in the world. My mother was born in Palestine. My grandmother was born in Palestine. And my great-grandmother was born in Palestine. And li the lineage, you can follow back generation before generation before generation. <laughs> and like the first Christians from the region, the streets of Haifa and Nazareth were my playground. It was my playground and we all lived in the old, in the old parts of the cities where Jesus as a child played and where Jesus as a man walked. There he taught people how to love. He stood up and fought for injustice. He questioned the hierarchies. He questioned division as well as rejected separation of one people from another based on faith, status, ethnicity and wealth. In our neighbourhood, he started a global movement that was based on pure love and oneness. The Nakba in 1948 altered our identity. And by the time I was born, I could no longer call myself Palestinian. We lived as second-class citizens as best, at best. And we have been facing displacement and injustices that the world has denied for decades upon decades. And now fast forward to 2023, and Palestinians are still being forcibly uprooted and brutalised all over the country, from the river to the sea. Let's not forget that currently we have 2.5 million people living as second-class citizens in the 1948 borders, with 65 laws working against them directly or indirectly. We also have 5.9 million Palestinian refugees living in incredible poverty, living with no papers, no legal protection, and even though it's against international law, with no right of return. But it doesn't end there. We have 2.3 million people who are living in West Bank under what the world now knows as the harshest occupation of modern times. And every single part of their life is controlled, including who they can marry. In Gaza, we have over 25 to 2.5 million Palestinians who've been living a nightmare for decades upon decades. And now that nightmare has become a living hell. And here we are, we are watching minute by minute, blow by blow, what is happening to them, which the world has never seen before. And what are we doing? Our governments are doing nothing. Innocent people are dying with nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, and they've been deprived of all essentials of life, like water, food, medicine, oil, electricity, and shelter. As a Palestinian Christian, I'm still surprised on a daily basis by the Western views of Palestinians, Palestinian Muslims, and Islam in general, as they miss the essence of our culture completely. Palestinians are Jewish, Christians, and Muslims. Our culture
culture is rooted in coexistence. coexistence. We pray together. We break fast together. We cry together. We mourn together. And we celebrate together. And hear me loud and clear here. Every time there's an attack on Al-Aqsa Mosque, while our brothers and sisters are praying during the holiest of times, it deeply pierces our hearts as well. Because Al-Aqsa Mosque is also sacred to Palestinian Christians. It is a symbol of our home and it's a symbol of God. Our Palestinian priests in the Holy Land have made it very clear that if the occupied forces don't allow our brothers and sisters to pray in the mosques, we will always have our doors open and call for prayers in our churches of Palestine. And once again, let's make it really clear, this is not a war. And more importantly, this is not a war on Jews against the Muslims. And in fact, this has nothing to do with interfaith issues. We demand, we demand from our leaders to stop lying. We demand it. We demand the media outlets to stop portraying it like it's an interfaith issue. Our Palestinian culture recognises and embraces all faiths and every single denomination. Islamophobia and anti-Semitism are both foreign concepts to us as they are not Palestinian and they're not Middle Eastern constructs. Every time, every single time these words are used, I shake my head. We reject the notion and demand an end to the continued attempts at dividing and demonizing our people and culture for political gain. What we are seeing today is a continuation of ethnic cleansing and, and genocide. Nothing more, nothing less. As Palestinians, our language is the language of love. It's a language of love echoing the teachings of Jesus Christ and our Prophet Muhammad We are humanity-loving, God-respecting people. When Omar ibn al-Khattab entered Palestine in the 7th century, it was agreed that all religions would be respected and mosques were built away from churches and synagogues to allow people to worship freely and live in harmony. This is what it means to be Palestinian. We don't attack churches, mosques or synagogues. Yet, our places of worship have become daily targets under the current brutal occupation. Yeah. To those people around the world who are lost and still defending the killing of innocent people in Gaza and their tens of thousands, I have this message for you. If you truly want to know what God wants, ask a Palestinian. Today, we are not asking for a lot. All we are calling for is an immediate and permanent ceasefire in principle. Ceasefire! For us, it's not a time to be silent. It's a time to do what's right. We are facing a humanitarian crisis and a breach, breach after breach of international law. 
Our plea is so simple here. All we are asking for is to be treated equally and to stop the demonization of our people. We call for an immediate and permanent ceasefire and to put an end to the constant brutalization of indigenous Palestinian people of the Holy Land that has been going on for over 75 years. From the river to the sea, we ask for freedom on equal terms. And this is not just a Palestinian, uh, a Palestinian plea, this is an Australian imperative. It is time to teach our children that Australia is in the business of saving humanity. And finally, I just want to leave you on one final message. When you see me walking down the streets of Haifa, in Nasri, Akka, Shfa'amer, Yatha, Tabariya, Nablus, Ramallah, Jenin, Ghazi, and everything in between, you will not be able to tell if I am Jewish, Christian or Muslim, but I can guarantee you this. I will guarantee you this. You will know I am Palestinian. Thank you. Ismahu li an atakallam bilogati al-Arabi qabil an yahtallu logati aydan. Allow me to speak my Arab tongue before they occupy my language as well. Israel isn't just in the business of occupying land, they occupy culture, they occupy people, they occupy food, they occupy anything and everything because they have no culture. I'm going to chant in Arabic and I want everyone after me to repeat It means we will return. Everyone in the audience, can you hear me? A bit louder everyone, come on. أنا راجع راجع على أرض بلادي أنا راجع راجع على أرض بلادي على حيفا وعكا علد والرملة عالغزة وبسان أنا راجع راجع على أرض بلادي أنا راجع راجع It means in translation we will return we will return to Lid. We will return to Ramli. We will return to Bisan. We will return to Gaza. We will return to every single occupied territory in Palestine because it always did and always will belong to the Palestinian people. In 57, David Ben Gurion said in one of his presidential speeches, that the old will die and the young will forget. Never. I'm here to stand before you to tell you that the old may have died, but what Israel didn't know is that they planted seeds of resistance, just like they planted seeds of the olive trees that grow in my land in Palestine. These seeds of resistance didn't just grow, they grew and they made people like myself, like every Palestinian who is willing and who always voices for the people of Gaza and the people of Palestine. We all saw the video that went around this week of Sidu Khaled, Grandpa Khaled, as he held his granddaughter Reem and tried to embrace his final moments with her. He opened her eyes, he took a sniff, 
He found she was wearing an earring and he wore it as an emblem to always remember. Today I wear an earring to remember the dream. He called her Roh al Roh, the soul of souls. Rim isn't just his Roh al Roh, she's all our Roh al Roh. And Palestine is all our Roh al Roh. Palestine is the soul of all our souls. One day, one day it'll be easy for anyone from any religion to drive from Jerusalem to Gaza and have a picnic by the ocean, by the rivers, with no special documents, no hawiyas, no passports, no permits, no checkpoints, nothing. We will walk in liberation and in freedom and we will witness to see a free Palestine. I want to remind everyone here today that you are all the backbone of this movement. I want to ask that everyone keeps their back straight, their head held high, and I want to remind everyone that one day when we achieve full liberation, you will say to your grandkids and your great-grandkids that you did not support genocide and that you stood on the right side of history while those who supported genocide will be in the dustbins of history. It brings me great pleasure to announce the next speaker, my beautiful sister, Noura. When we first started rallying, Noura was three years old when she attended her first Palestinian protest. My sister is 18 years old today. A living emblem that the young, the old will die, but the young will never, never forget. In 1983, a 21-year-old Palestinian man was expelled from his homeland. In 1983, a 21-year-old Palestinian man was deprived of his parents, his grandparents, his siblings, and the village he calls home. That man is my father. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. My name is Noura Hussain, and I am a proud 17-year-old daughter of two Palestinian refugees from a small village in Tulkarim. Who fought, for their right to who fought for their right to remain so I could return. Growing up a Palestinian in the diaspora meant constant story times with my brave mother, as she would tell me stories of her experience under occupation. Growing up a Palestinian in the diaspora meant waiting anxiously for hours whilst military occupational forces segregated and interrogated my father. Shame. Growing up a Palestinian in the diaspora meant guns being pointed at you from every direction you travel, from Tul Karim to Al Quds. Shame. I remember a conversation me and my late grandmother had in the summer of 2015. Allah I was sitting beside her as she taught me the complex art of Tatriz, Palestinian embroidery, and I sat there frustrated as I couldn't get the hang of it and confused as to why I had to learn it. I explained to my beautiful Teta my frustration and her response was something along the lines of, Ya Teta, lazim tatalmimi. Min shan uladik yitalmimu. Ya Teta, lazim ta'arifi tarikh al-Falastin. Min shan lamma ahna al-mut, dunya ma yinsa inu kan fi Palestine, o kan bi jannin. Oh 
my granddaughter, you must learn so you can teach your future children. Oh, my granddaughter, you must learn the history of Palestine so when I die, the world will not forget that there was a Palestine and that it was beautiful. If she was here today, I would tell her, Yateta, I will learn Tatris and my children will learn Tatris. I will tell her, Yateta, we won't just learn, but we will be proud. Yateta, the Palestinian culture and heritage will remain in your lifetime, the lifetime before you, and every lifetime to come. It will remain because its mere existence is resistance. Its mere existence is resistance. And I hold no greater privilege than carrying that on. In the past two months, Israel has murdered 18,000 innocent civilians. 7,000 being innocent children. I want you all to look around, genuinely look around, guys. Look at your surroundings, look at the people near you. They were people just like us. They were mums and dads, husbands and wives, daughters and sons. They were siblings, friends, students. They had goals and dream jobs and things to look forward to. They carry the same blood as me, same heritage, same culture, except the difference between me and them is that today, my biggest burden was picking out shoes that matched my outfit, whilst their burdens encompass being amputated without anesthesia. Shame. Waking up a child and falling asleep an orphan. Shame. And wondering where their next meal will come from. Shame. Whilst I can sit here and tell you all that I've walked these same roads, I've never, never had to navigate myself through them whilst bullets and airstrikes were being fired left and right. I never had to pick up my siblings from under the rubble. I've never had to bury my siblings. I've never had to wake up asking myself, will I make it till tomorrow? Shame. Louder, shame. So today I stand here before you as a privileged 17-year-old girl who can loudly condemn Israel's war crimes the way my parents could never. 30 years ago, they fought 30 years ago, they fought to remain so I could return. Today I fight to return so they can remain on their homeland, their village, back in That was coverage of the Sydney Palestinian Solidarity Rally held on Sunday the 3rd of December. 
Look out for rally details and solidarity activities in your local cities. Now is the time to show our governments that the people stand with Palestine and that they need to as well. And that's all we've got time for on today's program. Accent of Women is produced in the Melbourne studios of Community Radio 3CR with the financial assistance of the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The show is distributed nationally via the Community Radio Network with special thanks to the Community Broadcasting Association of Australia. Music for Accent of Women was written and produced by George Kunjeri. If you want to hear this show again or any of our previous programs, you can download the podcast from 3CR's website. That's 3cr.org.au. Go to the Accent of Women page and follow the links to this week's show. If you want to get in touch with the producers of the show, you can write to us at accentofwomen at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Giselle Hanna and I look forward to your company again next week.